This is Channel 253. Citizen Tacoma podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Jenny Jacobs and I fly Alaska. To book your next flight, go to alaskaair.com. I'm Jenny. I'm Doug. And we are the Citizen Tacoma podcast, empowering an informed electorate. I thought we were informing an empowered electorate. In in the the city city of destiny. Doug. Hi, Jenny. Hey, it's that time of year again. Filing week is coming up. Brand new elections are on their way. And upon us, Eric has foisted so much information. It's true. This is a really great, quick little episode to get you up to date on what elections are happening, who's running, which races are open, who has challengers, who doesn't, and how you can get involved if you want to. Jenny took notes. She'll bring them in. Listen in the future. Welcome, Eric, back to Citizen Tacoma. Thank you. You were our second guest, and yeah. now you are our uh, 28th Ooh, podcast wow. episode. Very cool. You may recall, careful listeners, that the last time Eric was here, he talked to us about um, what it means to run for office and the process involved. And given that it is filing week coming up, we're going to talk about what races we can expect, who we know is running, and what you can do if you would like to run yourself. Awesome. All right. Well, Eric, um, let's kick it off with um, what races we can expect. Yeah. So this year is an even year, as people have probably already figured out. What does that mean, Eric? (laughs) That means that we will elect races that are county, state, and federal. So there's no city races, there's no uh, port races, parks, or schools. It's county and up. Also this year, um, we will have parties on the ballot. So when you see someone, you will see their name and it'll say prefers Republican Party, prefers Democrat Party, whatever it is. So that's How is that different from before and why? So last year, our races were nonpartisan. So you had candidates for mayor, you had candidates for port mm-hmm. who don't declare on the ballot what party they prefer. Now, mm-hmm. they all still go out for the endorsements of the party. It's a legacy from when we had like a primary where like the Republicans chose who they wanted to run for something and the Democrats chose who they wanted to run for something. But now that we have the top two system, functionally it's really not that much different anymore than the nonpartisan ones except that you can see on the ballot what party they prefer. Is that an even year, odd year thing or is that a change in procedure since last year? It's not. There's, there's, there's no change in procedure. It's just that um, in these even years, we have parties, and in odd years, we don't. But that top Got two it. primary is always in, in effect. So if you have three or four candidates for a race of all sorts of different parties, no matter what parties are in the top, those are the top two people go forward to the to the general. So that's how you can get, you know, two Democrats on a party in mm. a blue area. Two, excuse me, two Democrats like on the final November ballot in a blue area or two Republicans in a red area or something like that. So that's what we're looking at this year is county, state, feds. County, state, feds. And whom do we know is running at this point? Yeah. So we we aren't yet at filing week. Now, Mm -hmm. filing week is simply when if you want to be on the ballot, 
you have to tell the county auditor between May 14th and May 18th hmm. that you want to be on the ballot. And um, you can have fundraised, but if you miss that week, you're not on the ballot. So okay. it's coming up here in a couple of weeks. And um, So Jenny still has time. Oh, stop. Jenny still has time. That's right. <laughs> so we have um, – hmm. We have people who have been running for some of these races before that, however. And so we can talk about what some of those are. And, of course, we know what seats are, are up. So let's start with county. Um, here in the county council, we have a county council with seven seats. Only three of them are up. One of them doesn't touch Tacoma. That's Dan Roach, who is term limited off. So you have rural Pierce County that is electing um, someone to fill that seat. Here in seats that do touch Tacoma, we have District 5 for the county council and former city council member Marty Campbell is running for that seat. Uh, right now, he has a challenger, Justin Van Dyke, uh, who also ran for, I think, something two years ago at the city level. Um, we also have touching Tacoma, Derek Young, um, mm -hmm. who has been representing kind of, it's like a Gig Harbor UP West Tacoma district. Um, and he is up this year, and he is being challenged by uh, David Olson. Um, and that one is a – Derek Young is a Democrat. David Olson has said that he prefers the Republican Party. So that one is actually a, an R versus D. Hmm. Um, and it's it's definitely one of those districts where, like, it's on the line. It's got some of Tacoma. It's got some of uh, Redder, like, mm -hmm. uh, Gig Harbor. So it's going to be interesting to see which way that one goes. And isn't David on the school board? David was uh, is on the Peninsula, Peninsula school, school board. board. That's Did right. Do we know how he was participating in this recent levy? Like, I'm just wondering how uh, red are his red credits? I believe both of them were for the levy. I, be I believe both mm. Derek and and David were both for it. Yeah, which unfortunately did not pass. It got 59% yeah. and uh, it's a bond actually now that I think about it, oh, right. a capital construction bond and capital bonds need to get to 60. So it fell short, which is unfortunate. <laughs> which is insane because there are schools in the peninsula area with tarps on their roofs. But you know. Right. So there's there's <laughs> been some talk. There was an editorial in the uh, Tribune just last week about like we should revisit this question of, you know, why do these need to get to 60 percent? Is that undemocratic to put this uh, extra high threshold? Mm. Um, so that's something that that people might actually start looking at changing. We'll see. And which parts of Tacoma need to come out and support Derek Young if they so desire? Uh, if uh, that would be mostly West Tacoma. West Tacoma. Yes. Um, on the other side, and so I mentioned Marty Campbell in District 5, um, that's some of East, some of South Tacoma, and then some unincorporated. So right now in that seat is Rick Talbert, um, also former city council member. He um, is term limited out. So he will no longer be in that seat. County council, it's seven people. Right now there are three Democrats on that council. It's Derek, Rick Talbert, and Connie Ladenberg. Hmm. So um, Democrats have for a long time been the minority in that one. Um, the, the It's unlikely that we're going to see that flip. Rural Pierce County is almost certainly going to elect a Republican to fill Dan Roach's seat. Um, and so it's really a question of like, I think as I look at this, is Derek going going to stay on and and is it going to stay 
3-4, or is it even going to go 5-2? So that would be the question that um, liberals and Democrats might might look at as they look at that county race is, you know, is the party going to uh, keep its keep its what it has or is it going to fall? So we'll see. Also at the county level, so we elect some positions that are not um, council, that are county. One of those, a f- uh, former guest last year, Julie Anderson, is the county auditor. And she is up again for election this year. Right now, can't wait I, to have her back on the show. That's right. When <laughs> I last checked uh, the PDC, which is the Public Disclosure Commission, you can see what people have raised. You can see what they're mm. filing for. Um, she didn't have a challenger at that point. So uh, right now, she's uh, very likely to win. I would say. The other one that's up this year is the county prosecutor. And Mark Lindquist is currently in that seat. Uh, he, let's see, I think he's been there eight years at this point. Um, and he's running for another term. He has a challenger right now, Mary Robnett, who is a former deputy prosecutor. And she's uh, running against him. Is that a term limited seat as well? I think most of these are term limited at three, three terms. Yeah, I know um, that this is the last time Julie can run. Yeah, and so I would assume that uh, I would assume that the same term limits are applying to to the county prosecutor if they apply to the auditor hmm. as well. Um, and so the only thing that's going to be really interesting with that one is Mark has a hearing this summer, I think, with the state bar association over some previous thing a couple of years ago, and. I, I'm not a lawyer, but I believe there may be like a slight chance he could be disbarred, which I don't know how that affects this race. I don't mm. know if that's even possible, um, but it's definitely one of those wrinkles out there that could really change how that dynamic of the seat is going. I don't know how that affects anything, but it's definitely something for listeners to watch for. Probably come up a lot in the campaign, I imagine. It very well may. <laughs> Um, that's what we have for county. Um, for state, so Tacoma has people in the 27th uh, representing them, the 28th district representing them, and the 29th district representing them. So the 27th um, has Jake and Lori in the House of Representatives, the State House of Representatives. That's Jake Fye, um and Lori Jenkins. And they... It's really hard to uh, like. I don't want to just like predict like they're going to win. Yes, but they're probably going to win. I mean, like that's just the, yeah. these. So the House of Representatives is up every two years. Um, when someone gets there, unless there's like a wave election from the other party, um, they usually leave via retirement. Like the incumbency advantages are so high in, mm-hmm. in politics. That's usually what happens. Um, a wave election comes. They retire, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Like, like if you are in a seat that matches your political party, and so mm-hmm. if you're a Democrat in a blue district, you likely can be there as long as you want to be. Um, it's not that they're not going to have to work hard for it. Like, you mm-hmm. know, they they're certainly going to be working for this election, but just based on how this yeah. usually goes, um, state legislator places don't usually flip easily. Um, there is so that's mostly North Tacoma. When um, Lori was on the show, she said that she believes that you should always be challenged for your seat. <laughs> so, um, I like that. Yeah, yeah. 
she should. I mean, we should say that um, in general they're doing a good job. It, that's usually why they keep their seats. <laughs> so that's right. it's not a bad thing if they are to keep their seats, but it's also not a bad thing to be challenged and have to defend your worthiness right. for said seat. That's that's how the system works. Yes. Uh, in the twenty eighth, which is mostly. Uh, West Tacoma, and then kind of down into University Place Lakewood, it's split. So the two representatives, one is a Democrat, one is a Republican. Christine Kilduff is a Democrat. Dick Meary is a Republican. And both of them already have challengers from the other party. Mm. Um, This is one of those areas. So Dick Dick Meary has served uh, his constituency a long time before even just being in the state legislature. Um, But... There is this like blue wave that a lot of people are predicting at the congressional level Mm -hmm. uh, where they think that a lot of seats will flip from red to blue. Some people are wondering, will that get down to state legislative levels? And that might be one to watch is, is this one of those times where like the Republican, Republican brand because of Trump is toxic enough in like suburban districts that even someone who uh, is really well known, well liked within you know the the people there, mm-hmm. is it going to flip? That would be the question to to look for for the listeners there. Um, also, in the state side of things, we have the 29th. and the 29th also has um, two representatives who are up for election. One of them is Steve Kirby, who's been in this his seat for a long time. The other one, of course, is David Sawyer, um, who has, I think the phrase embattled would apply to him right now um, and was the subject of- If you'd like to know more about David Sawyer, please tune into episode 25, Tacoma Me Too, where you might discover some bad information about Mr. Sawyer. Go on, So he was the subject of one of your recent episodes. Um, He has uh, had three challengers. One of them uh, dropped out, Brandon Durst, leaving Mm. two. The one that a lot of the Democrats have coalesced around, uh, I would say, is Melanie Morgan. Um, So a lot of Democrats have actually called on Sawyer to withdraw. That includes Congressman Kilmer and Heck and many other people at the county city school board park level. So David Sawyer said he's staying in, says that this is a distraction. Um, if uh, if there's three people, he'll have a primary in, in August. So that'll be very interesting to see if, hmm. if he can get through that. For everyone who is hoping that the Me Too movement can topple in this case, um, the, the, the counter side of that is what I said earlier, like, it is really hard for people to lose their seats in the legislature. So it would take a lot of work and a very good candidate in Melanie mm. um, to be able to beat him because that's just that's just how this is often goes. But again, yeah. maybe the rules have be, been rewritten since uh, since the fall. So that's definitely going to be a question. There is also uh, a Senate state Senate seat open in uh, the 29th, and that I shouldn't say open up for election. Steve Conway is running for re-election there as well. And then the last time I checked, didn't have an opponent, and he is a Democrat. What's next, Eric? I think that that is covering everything 
the 28th, the 27th, 28th, and 29th are the ones that touch Tacoma for the state. So I think I've covered all of the state ones, which leaves uh, Congress. Hmm. So uh, Tacoma has a couple different uh, districts that touch Tacoma. One of those is represented by Derek Kilmer, who is most of Tacoma. Mm -hmm. Um, To the south and kind of to the east is Denny Heck, uh, who that's a because – let me make sure I say this correctly. Because Washington State added population at the last census, we got another congressperson representing us. The new district that they fit into Washington is like a lot of Thurston County and it comes up into a little bit of South and East Tacoma. And that is represented by Denny Heck. Um, The other person is Adam Smith, who is mostly like South Seattle, maybe South Bellevue, Federal Way, Kent, and then like Northeast Tacoma. And so Hmm. it's strange that Tacoma is kind of divided up in that way where it's mostly Derek Kilmer. Yeah. But then you and then Derek Kilmer has all of the Olympic Peninsula to go with that. And then it's just you a weird combo, it's, right? <laughs> it's, just, it's the the way that that Washington State works, unlike some of the other states where you read about like terrible gerrymandering, you know, mm-hmm. and silly looking districts. Um, Washington State has a bipartisan commission that is elected, uh, excuse me, appointed to draw the lines uh, every ten years. And it has to follow – there's like rules. Like it has to be contiguous. They have to be even population. They have to be all of these different things by law. And so the reason is, is that, that you find things like this is mostly the population is that you know if you want to get the Olympic Peninsula to be even with some other district, you have to mm. get some population center in there somewhere. Yeah. And that would be Tacoma. So that's why you have some strange things like that. I would make mention, too, that an uh, upcoming episode of The Nerd Farmer, Denny Heck, will be on that. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. And uh, Derek Kilmer was on a previous one it talking did. about uh, his favorite lightsaber battles in Star Wars. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so they are both up for re-election? Or all, no? all three of okay. those uh, three. gentlemen that I mentioned are up for re-election. They are in the House of Representatives, so they're up every two years. Got it. Um, again, same thing that I said before. If you're in a district that matches your party, it's hard to lose. Mm. Um, Although, I mean, we've seen Paul Ryan step down because the polls were showing he might have been losing. So um, that's frequently what happens when you see people resigning. It's usually because the polls are showing that they're going to lose. And so they resign, save face. Mm. Um, And so when you – Let's specify it is no longer possible for Paul Ryan to save face. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) He's not really resigning. Well, he's absurd. just not. He's, he's, he's retiring. <laughs> excuse he's retiring me. You're right. He's You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He. Um, so you saw even in 2006, which was a Democratic blue wave election, um, in so many cases, it's, you know, they were not running against an incumbent Republican because the incumbent Republican had seen it coming mm. and was uh, retiring. And so that that's frequently how these things go. Um, so you have those in the House of Representatives, and then we have uh, Senator Maria Cantwell, who is also up this year. Um, and in the Senate, they have uh, six-year terms. So I think that this is only like her third her third election. I think she was year 2000. Um, so she was 06, 12, 18. Um, and again, along with Patty Murray, seems to have served Washington State quite well. So I, I would Agreed. foresee – um, again, especially in what seems to be a blue year, I don't think 
any of these people are going to have any problem uh, getting reelected. But it's still important, as you said, to meet the voters, to campaign, to do the work, um, because this is how elected officials check in. This is how they find out what what's going on, what people are really asking about. So it's important. It's true. And it's also important to understand that just because some of these people have very good shots of winning, that it's still important to show up to vote. It is always important to show up to vote. And, um, you know, there's still room. There's still room on the ballot for people to run if they have that itch to run. It's it's um, it's not something that that you should just necessarily discount. You know, crazier mm-hmm. things have happened. Talk to, you know, like an election, you know, someone who like runs campaigns and get their feedback if you're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you may not just want to jump in <laughs> sight unseen because things start happening very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike last, so so what. Uh, most of these, if I if it if I have this understanding correctly, um, most of the time the filing fee to run is one percent of the salary of the job. So, um, and all of these jobs have salaries. If you mm-hmm. want to run for park district, I don't have a salary. I get a stipend, <laughs> so it's free to put your you name on the ballot, and you just you just get a seat. Decide at the last minute, and it didn't cost you anything. Yeah. Um, but running this year, I. Th- uh, yeah, I can't. I, all of these have salaries, so running this year would actually cost you something. Um, so that's certainly one reason why you might want to check with someone before you put down, <laughs> yes. you know, a thousand dollars or something like that. Can you remind us of the physical process of filing for Absolutely. candidacy? Absolutely. So you have two options. Uh, one of them is to walk into the county auditor's office between May fourteenth and May eighteenth, and Pick your seat and write your name as you want it to appear on the ballot, and pay your pay your 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 filing fee. Uh, the way most people do it is they'd go online and then they do it online. Um, but when I say you know things start happening quickly, um, very quickly, you know you're going to have to have like your voter statement ready to go because they're mm-hmm. starting they they start mailing ballots like a month after this to get to the overseas, the military and things like that. So they yeah. want your voter statement, your photo, mm-hmm. like within a week. So it's a really fast turnaround. Suddenly you are being asked, you know, from <laughs> the Democrats in the 27th, 28th, 29th Democrats, like, what is your, what stance, is your stance on LNG, for example? Right, <laughs> right. And so you'll get all of these questions. Um, so best to start preparing early. Uh, to to um, to if you're if you're thinking about running, yeah, it's quite a, it's quite a quite a wild ride. I gotta say, it's it's a, an amazing experience. It's a hell of a lot of work, <laughs> um, but uh, you will definitely grow. Excellent. Is there anything else we need to talk about regarding a kind of primer for this primary? Uh, the main thing would be that the primary itself is going to be in August. Mm. It's uh, August 7th. And that's when we find out when if there's any situation where, um, <clears throat> you know, where there's like three people, that's when we find out if it goes to two. Right. Um, so we'll learn a lot of information on the 7th about who the, the final, final people will be. Um, and then that's when things start really hitting the ground for – November, there will be some likely some statewide initiatives hmm. on the ballot. Uh, the one that I'm tracking the most is you know the possibility of a carbon tax that'll be put in front of the voters. Um, but you won't, you know, I, 
I've seen signature gatherers out for that. Yeah. I don't know if there's going to be anything else. There's the chance that something around police use of force could be on the ballot. Um, I think that the legislature has to decide what they're doing with that. They're, I read someone speculating that there could be like a, a special session for them to amend it so that it's not on the ballot or it could just be sent to the ballot. So I don't know how that's going to go. Um, it feels like every year Tim Iman has something, so maybe there will be a Tim Iman one too. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Although um, he has, I, I don't think he made the ballot recently for one of his, so maybe, maybe his influence is waning a little bit. But there will certainly be initiatives on the ballot. Um, and uh, I would say it's going to be it's going to be an interesting year. Maybe not necessarily as much um, with all of these races, but you know it's going to be interesting to see which way the uh, state senate goes, which has been a razor thin margin uh, for Democrats this past session. Um, but looks like they might have the chance to increase that. Um, but that was controlled by what was called the Coalition Caucus, which was a majority Republicans and then like one or two Democrats that caucus with them until just this past year. So that's a real question whether um, that happens. And then at the federal level, the question would be House of Representatives, is that going to flip? And then at the real hard, you know, the real question would be the Senate, is that going mm. to flip? Um, my understanding from the the political blogs that I have been reading <laughs> is it seems likely that you could get the House of Representatives to flip, but the Senate would have to be like an extreme long shot. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. Um, and and who knows? It's going to be a very very interesting campaign year. Indeed. Well, thanks for coming, Eric. Yes, always um, happy to be here. Everyone should. Uh, Trust that we here at Citizen Tacoma will have as many of these humans who are willing to join us on to talk about their hopes and dreams for our state and our city. Yep. So tune in. Thanks so much for listening to Citizen Tacoma podcast today. We are part of the Channel 253 network where you can also find the Move to Tacoma podcast as well as the Nerd Farmer podcast. And the Flounders B-Team, Crossing Division, and Taco Man podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us about anything you've heard on the show today or if you'd like to suggest a guest or a topic, maybe there's something you've been wondering about that maybe we can investigate for you, please contact me at jennyjacobs253 at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at Citizen Tacoma. Citizen Tacoma podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Jenny Jacobs and I fly Alaska. To book your next flight, go to alaskaair.com. This is Channel 253.